Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. To call a man transparent is to attack his soul, his very being. It can be received as the ultimate insult. Unless, that is, the man in question is actually literally see-through. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Shanklin and his olive skin friend, Dave. Hello, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Flats and Shanks. I am Tom Shanklin. And I am Die Flats. And this could be the last one of the summer. What We're not mean, quite sure you, yet. What do you mean could be? Well, I mean, the domestic season is over, but there are tours. England are going away. Wales are going away. Yeah. Scotland. Come Ireland. On. I mean, if we can prize you away from... Oh, come on. We can prize you away from your cottage in Devon and Stop. get you up on the M4, meet at the services, then we can get a pod going. It's not a cottage. Okay. Um, townhouse. It's an ex-council house. Listed building, I don't know. Ex-council house. Barn conversion, I don't People know. People don't want another pod from us this year, this summer, this season. They don't want another one. This is enough. They might want another one when they found out find out what efforts you've gone to to record this podcast today on a bank holiday Monday at Lee Delamere Services Westbound, which I am going to go in in a minute. In a minute now, after this pod, yeah, and I'm going to let loose in M&S. Are you? Yeah. What for supper tonight or snacks for the way back? Can it be both? Just some snack rolls. Yeah. Oh, so. you see, that's a good idea. So I was gonna. I've got a night at my house in Bath, completely on my own, without dogs, children, or wife. And I was just gonna just the way you deliver like who? Deliver who? Who? I was gonna get a little deliveroozies. What? What one? Probably, probably sushi. Yeah, I don't get sushi. I get it, but it's just so expensive. I just don't get it. Just it's don't so get expensive. It. It's just, I don't eat. I don't want to eat raw fish. Yeah, but you're you're a bit of a Neanderthal. No. You're not, not not Neanderthal, but a pleb, aren't you? No, I just you're think a bit it's basic, a, mate. I think you eat sushi. You know, you're trying to be something you're not. No, what if you eat it on your own in your sitting room without cool, anyone because seeing? Because people eat it. Because you like the taste. It's meant to be cool, so. 
I'm not sure if sushi's cool. Yeah, it is, mate. It is. And people eat it because... It's overpriced is what it is. They're just materialistic, mate. Materialistic? It's like oysters. What's the point of them? Why, well, you're going into M&S. Why don't you just go to somewhere to get a Burger King? Much cheaper. So well, I don't, I don't not, have mate. a burger. I want to have fruit. They do Otherwise, fruit in Burger King. Otherwise, I get a colon like yours. <laughs> yeah, a semi. <laughs> a semi-colon. Um, people don't want another pod this summer. Let's yeah. call it a day. We'll see. We'll see. If I mean, if we can fit one in, should we agree on this? If we can fit one in, we'll bloody do it. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, you've gone to some lengths today to be here. Um, you've had a busy weekend. Yeah. You've been down with HSBC for the... I mean, what am I talking for you? Tell us what you've been up to, mate. No, I haven't been doing anything at HSBC. He's got a sore I, throat. I know. All right. Um, this weekend, I was at the Premiership Final. That's right. With Channel 5 and Prem Rugby. And then yesterday, it's Monday today, I was at England against the Barbarians with Quilter, formerly known as Old Mutual Wealth, but they are indeed Quilter now. They've rebranded. And all the better for it. And today, Ugo, um, Jace Robinson, Daniel Waterman and I were at Twickenham for a, a quilter, sort of kids' first day. It's actually a really cool day. Double but header, that's what I call it. Double header, yeah. So um, that was really nice. But I'm just, I'm on the way back down the M4 now to go home. And at 6am I'm leaving for Devon. I'm going down to Devon for the day with a couple of mates. Run out of custard, have you? Run out of custard. So very early, getting down there for breakfast tomorrow morning, and then I'm leaving at breakfast time Wednesday morning. So I have one day in Devon. Where have one I got night. HSBC from? You've done that before, though. And then I'm it? going to London straight away, back to London, Devon to London. Uh, I've no uh, HSBC is coming up this coming weekend right. with the That's Sevens right. at Twickers. It. I knew there was something there. Seven specialist, aren't I? Do you bank with them? Uh, no, I don't know. Okay, well, interesting. Do you? No, I don't know. Do you know why I changed? Um, they, didn't because a, they didn't have a serviceable app because you won't get enough interest on the millions you've got in there millions yeah it'd be nice they didn't have enough um, didn't have enough blimmin' didn't have an app did they who HSBC yeah maybe they have now but know. Lloyd's had the best app so I went to Lloyd's so I can do it all on my phone because I'm not very organised and I've d- I'm busy so I don't want to be having to go to the bank and setting up stuff on my laptop so I could pay someone 50 quid for something and presumably you like black horses always have um, the day after our live pod with James Haskell, which I loved, by the way, I got, I passed my uh, motorcycle theory test. Congratulations! Thank you. Everyone said it was really hard, and I was going to fail it because I did no revision. But huge achievement! Wanted to go on the CV. A lot of good response from the James Haskell pod. A lot of people s- saying that they didn't realise what a decent bloke he he actually was, which. I mean, he wasn't as nice as that when we were having a chat, but as soon as he got on air and as soon as we went live, yeah. God, the mask come on, didn't it? And yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so do you know what? Read into that. Do you know what really... What you want. Really... No, he's generally a nice guy. Do you know what really bites my hiney? Is people tweeting and copying in James Haskell saying stuff like, wasn't sure about him, didn't, never really liked him, but he was good on this pod. It's like, why would you tweet someone and insult them like that? You don't know. In brackets, I've never never met you, don't know you, but never really liked you, but this was good. Like, why I hate when people say, there? I never used to like you, but I do now. Like, like Thank like you. They're, like they're the judge of character. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm really glad well, you like me. I don't care if you like me or not. We had lunch in, um, we had lunch up in London, didn't we, on Wednesday with... Uh, did we? Yeah, Christian Day's testimonial thing. Yeah, we did. Tell we, him. Yeah, well, we had lunch with Mike Valance from Santander. Matt Ford, who is commercial 
marketing director for Gaucho. He he sorted us out there, and he popped along for a little bit, upgraded our wine. Nice man. Um, Richard Clifford, Simon Hammerschmidt from KPMG, big, big listener. Um, he actually, his... His profile picture on Twitter looks scary, but when yeah, you actually meet him, he's brilliant. Well, he, yeah, funny-looking fellow in the flesh, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's the type of guy that you some sort of circular glasses, like yeah. a, like a professor would would sort of really suit. Yeah, or make him look like Woody Allen crossed with Yul Brynner from Westworld. I mean, anyway, <laughs> um, he, he listens to this, so we mustn't be too yeah, rude. So we had a nice lunch. Um, Christian Day. Yeah, I saw testimonial. I saw Hugh Vivian the morning after that. I was back to London the day after that. I saw met Hugh Vivian just with Matt, Matt Powell and I met Hugh Vivian for a little chat about some stuff. Cause is he still Uber Ginger or is that gingerness no, starting he's, to fade? He's Huber Ginger. He's Huber Ginger. Amy Huber Ginger. Um, had a little lunch with someone else there on the on the Thursday. A little brand. I won't mention what brand because it, you'll just go. Why? Why? Why change at lifetime? No, because I haven't... Habit of lifetime. No, because I haven't done anything with them yet, so it might be a bit odd for me to mention it. Okay. You, nothing, are, you, are, the, you, are, you are the brand, though. No, I'm not. Okay, fine. You're not. Why am I the brand? I don't know. You just, you know, you, you associate yourself with a lot of brands. What brands am I associated with? Land Rover. Who else? Field and Flower. Yep. Um, Nike. Nike. Where's that come from? I don't know. You've got your head to toe in Nike. Yeah, Lo- I'm not associated Lo- with the brand. Lo- Loke shoes, Aspinall handbags. No, I don't do work with Aspinall anymore. Don't ever deal with Loke. Um, Keep going though. This is good. Lawn mower. Yep. Yeah. Um, Triumph now. Yep. Yeah. So I've, and that's just off the top of my head. Wait till I think <laughs> of a few more. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I'd asked now. <laughs> Shit. Oh God. You, um, you done me like a kipper there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, oh nice. We so got a nice. better crack on, so I have to get the geese and hawks after this. Yeah. <laughs> Another one. Oh god, oh, oh too much, isn't it? Too blimmin' much. Rogue trader. I did have a um, I had a coffee with uh, one of the big boss men from Field and Flower on Friday. Actually, he lives in Bath, so he's a, yeah. he's a lovely man, and it's actually a lovely company. So I am. I was buying. I was before I had to have a deal. I was buying lots of meat from them anyway. And if they said, "Look, it doesn't make sense for us to now and again send you stuff, whatever," then I would still be buying stuff from them. So yeah. you know that as yeah, well as I, I do. Know. Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. You wouldn't be down Tesco's or Sainsbury's. I or actually wouldn't. Like me. No, I actually wouldn't. Not for my no. for my barbecue um, meat. Rib, no. rib. You get ribs. Rib eye. Yeah. Yeah. Rib. When you go down to Devon, you get a rib. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, all, all just blimmin' lovely, Tommy. Blimmin' lovely. Um, so, here's a question for you now. Are we gonna? Are we doing this podcast next season? Are we, I, is this potentially the last ever? Are we doing it again? This could be it. Well, we've not actually had a conversation about it. We've made no plans to do a podcast next season. Well, I mean, um, we haven't made plans not to either. No, no. Is this our this our second se- is our, our second season season two, season two. Mm. Uh, mind you, though, I really really enjoyed twenty four season three. It was my favourite yeah. season out of all of them. Do you want to do it again? Yeah, P 
people listening to this are going to think we already know we're just hamming it up but we haven't actually well, no, we, we no honestly we haven't I mean it's a non-profit making podcast really we do it for the love of the game don't we yeah but you know the the new Range Rover Discovery Sport is out now um, <laughs> OTR 40,000 <laughs> 40,000 grand um, pounds um, no maybe what do you reckon yeah let's do it I reckon we'll do it we'll start and then if we we don't if like we, it. If we, if we don't finish it, at least we'll look back on our lives in twenty years' time with no regrets. I've always said that. You always said that, haven't you? Yeah. No regrets. No surrender. Johnny Wilkinson once, I think Johnny Wilkinson once said that he lives his life like he's on camera, so he doesn't do stuff wrong. Like behave as if you're being watched. Really? I mean, the fun in that. Yeah. That I mean, I mean, might not. Some might have made that up. Sorry, Johnny, if he did. You know, he listens every week. But I, that's not how I live my life, by the way. I live my life as if cameras haven't been invented yet. <laughs> that's why I didn't bring a book out. The less people know about me, the better. <laughs> Do you know, Johnny Wilkinson probably is listening to this on Alexa. Of course he is, yeah. He knows ad- that's a good gig, that. You heard those adverts? Yeah, well done, yeah. J-Dub. Well done, um, Do you know what I've been up to? Hang on, hang on a sec. What have you been up to? Well, David, I... Hosted a future leaders seminar with Sam Warburton for uh, from the Cardiff Blues for DS Smith on Wednesday. The bin people. No, this is paper and recycling. So yes, we do bins. Bins, yeah. Um, but that's just a small percentage of what we do. The primary percentage is packaging. But the paper and the recycling industry. Some of their future leaders. So delegates from around Europe came, and we all. It's about thirteen of us. We. We're in the Park Plaza in Cardiff, and we had a chat. They're on a, a bit of a team building, bonding, team bondage session. Yeah, yeah. And they'd done some problem solving in the morning. They'd done some activities. They'd been out and about. Well, and then Sam and I came in. and We had a chat about what makes a good leader. And um, we opened it up to the forum, and they well, were asking all. Well, what questions. does make a good leader? Then what did he say? Um, big thing for him was about not being afraid to make mistakes. Now. On a rugby field, you're not really that afraid to make mistakes because you've got to try things. You might drop the ball. You might try and throw a 30-yard pass. You might try one out the back, something different. But in business, I think a lot of people are scared of making mistakes. And you shouldn't be because you learn from your mistakes. Um, it's about gaining people's respect around you because for a leader and for a captain, you know, every game you play has to be an 8 or a 9 minimum out of 10. You know, you mm. have to be one of the best players, if not the best player on the field. Mm. But it's also, you need the respect of the boys as well. So it's about chipping in. It's about making sure that you make time for people. You don't all have to get on, but you have to get to know one another. And he was saying, you know, he'd make it, he'd make time out of his day to go and have a chat with some of the youngsters and try and find that common ground um, and lead them from the front. Mm. Um, so it was really interesting. And um, it was good. And he came across uber well, of course he did. as you can imagine. Of course he did. The cor- he is Mr. Corporate. Um, and then that uh, evening, I hosted the Cardiff Blues End of Season Awards. Oh, right. How was that then? It was really nice. There's a new Land Rover garage. Uh, they sponsor Cardiff is there? Blues um, on Hadfield Road in Cardiff. There's a new what? Hang on. There's a new what garage? Uh, Jaguar Land Rover. Got it. And on the right-hand side was sort of the reception where there was food, Spiro's. Who, who does all the food around Cardiff, basically. He'd good grub? Really good. 
sort of small portions like street food it was there really nice with bowl food like um yes. like harry and megan that's their reception yeah. bowl food at the yeah. end. exactly that uh, with drinks and then the other side which so that was the jaguar side the land rover side was all kit out with chairs and a stage that Gennaro, the Gennaro title sponsors really yeah bubs was title sponsor of the awards oh my god so i had to invite bubs is really somebody now so i had to invite pete lecky which is bubs and yeah. Peter Thomas up on stage for the final award, which is the Peter Thomas oh Award. Oh, my God. You have Bubs on stage. So I said, next up, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Peter Thomas Award, sponsored by Peter Leckie from Gennaro. I'd like to welcome Peter Thomas and Peter Leckie. One makes pies, the other eats them. Eey! I'll let you decide. Because obviously Peter Thomas, Peter Pies. And Pete Leckie? Um, loves to hide pies inside him. Yeah. I heard he swallowed Peter Thomas. But it turned out he hadn't. Maybe. Um, how did, did, you, did you mock him when he got up there? No, I'd mocked him before. Um, so oh, I, left, I left him be. I mean, it's not about me, the awards, is it? It's about the supporters, the fans, the players. No, it's not. Nobody remembers anyone except players, player and you. So you think Jared you went, Evans won players, player. Do you think you went down all right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think so. I mean, my opening line was that um, normally... Gethin Jones hosts these awards, but on a Thursday he gets his backside bleached. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Say, I wanted to say that. <laughs> but you I didn't. Said, I said he has a full body wax. A couple of laughs, but I said, you know, you know, you you laughing, but it's, I bet you it's true. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it will be. Yeah, um, but it was a really nice evening. A lot to celebrate. Champions of Europe, sort of. Yeah, kind of. Challenge Cup champions. The whole squad came in to the to the music, the Challenge Cup music, the European music. Still counts, the, mate. You got to beat some big teams to win. Put the trophy. That. Put the trophy in the middle of the stage. Stood there, standing ovation. But what was really nice, mate? There was Jared Evans won a couple of nice awards. Nick Williams won a nice award. Owen Lane won an award as well. Yeah. Thomas Williams won try of the season against Gloucester in that final. Got it. But. Fal Felice was uh, there was a special award for Fal Felice, like a bit of a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, two hundred fifty-five appearances at Cardiff Blues. He's the boss, and there was a lovely montage from past and present players for Fal. And some of the highlights, like he could, what some of the highlights showing were just ridiculous from what yeah he did. You know, he could he could easily look at him and think he was a back by yeah some of the player. runs. But it was proper player. A lovely, lovely stand ovation for for Fowl. What's he going to do now? So I asked him. Go home to Tonga. Or is he going to stay here? Oh, well, he's going to eat lots of chicken because he loves chicken. He loves chicken. He man. loves fried chicken. He loves it. Um, but he's going to enjoy retirement, and that's about as much as you get out of Fowl. Yeah, that's quite a long chat for Fowl. Yeah. And I played. With, I played with him about thirty times. Never. Yep. Forty times. Never had a word. Yeah. Tried my best. Very yep. friendly though. I'm. Weirdly friendly, but doesn't. How can you be really friendly but not talk? I remember meeting him on a team social in Walkabout Bar because yeah, it's the best place to go for a, a social in Cardiff. Yeah. And everyone was dressed up, you know, shirts, jeans, loafers, the lot. He he walks in in a Four Nations rugby shirt, like Cotton Traders, not Five Nations, Four Nations. Four Nations split down the middle. It was amazing. What just? Which is an old rugby shirt. But split, yeah. torn. Yeah, no, just you know the four nations on. 
Oh, right. So it wasn't torn. No. Okay. Okay. Properly old school. Proper old school. He's a great guy. He's a lovely man. He gold teeth as well. And I've had a quiet weekend, mate. Watched a bit of the rugby. Watched a bit of the golf. Loved watching the BMW PGA. Did you? Yeah. God, I couldn't get enough of it myself. Molinari won. It's brilliant. He knows his stuff. Yeah, good on him. He didn't half putt well, didn't he? Justin Rose has just won. His short game was good, though, wasn't it? Well, this whole game was good, mate. Yeah. Um, Justin Rose just won um, the US, one of the PGAs in the US. That's big. Yeah, big. It's like his ninth. I think he's, li- uh, I think he's leveled that with Nick Faldo, Sir Nick Faldo. So watched a lot of sport, mate. Watched it's the major. Is it a major that he won? No, it wasn't major. No. Um, watched the Barbers oh, game. Oh, Tommy. Watched the Pro 14. Watched the Aviva final. The Aviva. Aviva. Can you tell us your views on the Pro 14 final, please? Let's just go straight into it, mate. Shall we? Yeah. Cause we, we're going to need a break somewhere because Why? we've got to add adverts to it. But I, I just want to get home and get my Deliveroo in. All right, have a break now, then. We're going to get Costa. Go now. When? Now? Or now. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ow. Oh, what a break that was, wasn't it? Lovely. <sighs> how was your coffee? Oh, it was... Oh, God. Better Hot. not. Hot. Um, have you tried the new um, coconut? Flat whites. Coconut no. milk. It's like gluten-free. What, at Costa? Yeah, they do. Can you get out the machines? No. no, you can't. You have to go to the... Uh, I only like the machines. The really? Yeah, I love them. Addicted. Um, what do you make of the Pro 14 final then, boy? There's only one team in it again. Leinster. There is nothing wrong with losing to that team. They're just better. They're just phenomenal. Defensively, like Scarlets have been so good in attack, and that's their strength. Their attack, there's just no space out there. They defend yep. so, they're so clever in the way they defend. You know, they don't get sucked in by dummy runners. If they do, they push off them. 
there's bags of communication. They can let's control the tempo of the whole game, right? And that to control the tempo of the whole game, you've got to control the contact area. You know, so you've mm-hmm. got to be you've got to be getting through the tackles, getting the ball down on the floor. Then it's up to the scrum half how quickly he wants to get the ball away. They controlled all of that. Yeah, from start to finish, they were brilliant in the air, so good in the air. And you see that a lot, you know, like for instance, when Wales play, when England played Wales in the Six Nations, they were far better than Wales in the air. Mike mm. Brown was dominating that space, mm. as were others. At the weekend, Rob Kearney was just amazing. Nathaywa was just great in the air as well. All of them were brilliant in the air. Sexton just pulled the strings. He's, I don't know if there's a calmer person at 10 than him. Yeah, he's quite he just, wonderful, isn't he? Nothing riles him. He doesn't get flustered. He's such a dominant player, though. He's absolutely neck scruffs games, doesn't he? Um, Knows his Lowe was brilliant. Was he? Yeah, he was really good. And you just look at one of the tries. They, One of them was uh, a driving line out, right? And they'd driven the first one, and they got another penalty. They kicked a touch. This one, though, Scarlett's thought they were going to keep driving it. He just waits and waits, buys his time. And then flashes back. He's standing right behind the um, oh, the line-out drive. Flashes mm. back left. Feeds low. Quick hands into the corner. Try. Beautiful. Simples. Beautiful. Simples. They're, they're an incredible team. They're yeah. an incredible team. Another one was another one was um, Cronin's try as well. Driving the, the driving line-out. I think this is the... I can't remember if it's the first or second half now. Um, might be the first half. The driving line-out. He's just at the back. Ken Owens is on the blind with, I think, Steph Evans. He just buys his time, waits for Ken Owens to hit the the driving line. As soon up. as he commits. As soon as he commits, he's gone. he's gone round the right, goes over. But they were just worthy champions, real worthy champions. Good on them. What just, a team. Just out, out, unfortunately, just outplayed the Scots. Scots had a fantastic year again, mm. finished second, but they came no way near to beat in Leinster yeah. and you thought Leinster possibly might have a bit of a hangover from the Champions Cup final no not chance. at all they finished so strong no chance amazing Ring Rose good was good them. in the backs Lama had a great try did he look sharp the whole game really sharp really sharp pacey core skills was he like kicking and under the high mm. ball and good good defensively he's alright yep yep Look good. Reese Rullet carried really well. Levy, Conan, as you can imagine. Oh, good on him. So, well done, Leinster. Well done. Did you, yep. watch, did you watch the Prem final? Yep. Did you? Yeah, I was there, wasn't I? Of course I? you did. I was just soaking up the Twicker, the Twicker's Atmos. Interesting, because the first 10 minutes, Exeter had all the ball. You thought Saris are not going to get any ball. A couple of penalties. But then, as soon as Saris get the ball, they score. They get it again and score. Get it again and score. And it's, it was... It was almost like the first seven or eight minutes aside, it was the most one-sided final I could have imagined. It was it was bizarrely one-sided, and it looked like Exeter's plan was to send ball runners in so repeatedly, hang on to the ball for so long that Saracens would be exhausted yeah. and stretched. They never got exhausted. They never looked stretched or rarely looked stretched, and... They actually won the collision. Saracens repeatedly won the collisions. Makovunapola, prominent, more prominent than anyone else. But they bashed Exeter in the carry repeatedly. They were really, really big ball carriers. Hepburn, Ewers, 
Armour not making a huge amount of ground. Saracens defended so especially on their own line aggressively. when Exeter are so good. And yeah, you yeah. Think, you think yeah. a try is coming, but they couldn't get over the line, could they? There aren't many defensive that are holding Exeter out like that. And so. Exeter did try and play with loads of pace in that first half, didn't they? And you could see mm. that because White just looked shattered at nine. Yeah. He'd just run because scrum halves basically have to hit every single ruck. They have to be at every well, arrive there. To get the ball away. Yeah, um, mm. he was just on his feet, wasn't he? He was. Mm. Townsend couldn't come on quick enough. Yeah, so they they just looked broken. And Saracens were just just sensational. They were brilliant, and their attack was brilliant too. You know, mm. they, it, it wasn't that they just tackled their way and kicked their way to victory. Their attack was outstanding. Owen Farrell's just—he's a different gravy, isn't he? Um, yeah. Question marks over his injury now. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Um, but there was, you'd what you know, he'd hundred percent want to try and make that tour, being captain as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, it, but there was no it, very two de- very different fly halves, of course, Simmons and Farrell. But Simmons spent m- almost the whole game on the back foot. I mean, there's very little he could do because the Saracens' defence was. It was always going to be the battle of the the most relentless attack, the best sort of keepers of ball in in the country versus. The best defence in big games on, in the country. The best team at shutting down. Brad Barrett, goodness me. What a player. What a player. I know he might not be the glitziest, ritziest player, but I say on Twitter, I think when he retires, eventually just sign a new deal. But when he retires, eventually, they may even have to change the way they play because he's so integral to what they do. No, they won't, mate, at all. They'll, Liz- they'll have to find another another basher in that mould because that's he just, what he does. But I, th- I think you'll need you'll need to find someone who can defend as well as him and that's yeah. difficult and then and he that, doesn't if, make mistakes but yeah if that player comes in and he's not a crasher at 12 then you might have to change the way you play you might need a crasher at 13 because but that's why Sar- that's why it works at Saracens because sometimes when you get a crasher at 12 it limits the way you play mm. but when you've got players like Good at 15 you've got Lozowski at 13 you've got mm. ball players there yeah they were they and those two were both good Lozowski looked really good but Alex Good was he was fantastic. Thought he played really, really well. What you're saying, mate, for thirteen for England now on tour because there's a big, big matchup between Slade and Lazowski. Trinder played thirteen on the weekend, pretty quiet. Yeah, but he's against that fellow, Red Rada. I mean um, Yeah. I mean I wouldn't want to play against him with a taser. You couldn't hit him with a taser, couldn't hit him with a fishing rod. He was just Spectacular, thirteen for England. We'll start Jonathan Joseph, won't they? Maybe, probably. I mean, I, I really want Slade to get a run, but then I really want Daly to get a run, and I, you know, I really want. I like, I like watching Ben Teo play as well, and I don't know. I mean, loads, isn't there? Yeah, there's loads. Um, but I don't think Trinder showed up well enough in that game. Well, who did? Quite quiet. Bar bars. A couple of guys played well. I thought Tom Curry played really well. He was good over the ball, wasn't really he? Really good. Thought he he's good and he carries well as well. Um and Simmons looked good. I think he's so got the acceleration's crazy. Um so that was in the final, sorry. But I I just it, thirteen for England's a fascinating one, but in the Prem final itself there was I mean Farrell was brilliant, but there was only one man of the match, Mako Vinopola. I mean he was man of the match in the semi final too. He was I tell you, live in, in the metal he was special. His the, the hits he put in defensively and the work rate for someone who looks exhausted before he even starts was just outrageous. Brilliant, brilliant performance. A lot of blood on his pillow, weren't there, from his ears? His ears are terrible. Always got blood on him, isn't he? Yeah. It's like Borthwick, always had a scab on his nose. Yeah, but I mind you, I had a scab on my ear for nearly 10 years. Yeah. 
It's really annoying. It never heals. Yeah, but I got over it. But it was, it was a it was a it wasn't a fascinating final, but it was a very impressive final because huge endeavour from Exeter, but they were in the end they were they were sort of crushed by Saris. And you think about people writing Saracens off halfway through the season when they had a, a poor series of results. Mm. Didn't quite make the Champions Cup final, but won mm. in style. There's some pundits who really know their stuff were saying even during that they were still back in Saracens to win the league. I, mean, I don't know who that was. Remember who that was? Was it me? I think it was you. <laughs> <laughs> or was it you? Was it? It, it was me. Oh, I'll have a look at it. We'll try and find that clip. It was me. Um, right, so you, so then anyway, the following day, oh, you're in Twickeners. Mate, boy, pal, bro. Do you know what I was a little bit worried about? I was what? a little bit worried that... When you say worried, you lose sleep? No, but... Okay. Just a little bit of hair. The, the okay. bar bars, the days of the bar bars were gone. They weren't going to be able to pick top quality players yeah. because teams wouldn't release them because yeah. of the professionalism coming into rugby now. But they've totally redeemed themselves. <laughs> totally redeemed themselves. You know, you look at that look at that team and fair play to the clubs as well, buying into it and letting the players go because yeah. it still has history behind it. Um it's still an amazing achievement to get selected for the Barbars. You look at the greatest try ever scored by Garth Evers against New Zealand in the Barbars. Yeah. You know, it's still deemed the best try ever and I think it always will be. Uh, but you look at that team as well. The exciting one was Chris Ashton. At 15. 24 minute hat trick. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, the first one wasn't really a hat trick. It was still it? counts, Tommy. Two over just passed it to him. Yeah, they all count, but he was literally over the line when he got given it. And all right, he missed a couple of tackles and made a couple of mistakes, threw a couple of dodgy passes, but scoring a hat trick in 24 minutes, I'll take that. Thanks. He's a predator, mate. Yeah. He's, he should be out in the savannah hunting. <laughs> yeah. He is, though, isn't he? Yeah. You know, a sniff of that line, and he just knows how to finish. And it's not just running tries in it's chipping over you know with three metres in front of you that's, to score a try that was genius that wasn't yeah. it that was brilliant but that's just instinctive stuff yeah but also being able to pull it off and you know it. he certainly will give food for thought I think for he got caught twice by George Ford though yeah when he was away and I, I wondered if he was just knackered because uh, that's what I think plays in France that, and they don't train as hard a little bit of that but it's what's gone on previously as well in, in games you know because yeah he did a lot didn't he you can't always be at top speed for 40 metres or 30 metres you know it's it's how what you've done sort of previously and how tired you are in games and I'm sure they would have been quite loose in the week socialising yeah that's part of the spirit of it yeah but when he's got ball in hand and when he does let loose he is quick he's yeah. still got pace but Ben but Ben Youngs is fast mate George Ford Ford yeah he is fast yeah but no but Ben Youngs is fast Ben Youngs well. is fast yeah uh, but I yeah it's an interesting one so you say it's only the bar bars and all that but they still England still conceded nine tries at Twickenham record defeat at Twickenham you know that that's bad that's really really bad they started off they started off very slow. Uh, Rob Shaw missed quite a few tackles. I mean, they're playing against some absolute worldies. But if you're talking about, you're seriously talking about internally, whatever, taking on the best teams in the world, including New Zealand at the World Cup next year. I mean, that is way off. It's, it's way it's off. To like, yeah, you look at you look at the missed tackles because that's how tries come. Yeah. Um, Rob Shaw, unfortunately, missed a few, mm. and quite a lot of those missed tackles led to tries. Yeah, you know, there's no, you, that's just a fact. Yeah, and I saw someone, I saw someone to be fair on Twitter say, Rob Shaw made eight tackles, missed seven, fifty-three percent. Don Armand in the final made eighteen, missed none. Yeah, but you're taking a brilliant performance, Don Armand, and you're taking a very, very rare 
poor defensive performance from Chris Robshaw in isolation. But it, he did have a he did have a horrible like he game. Radrada didn't he? Early doors for the first try. Just gets on the outside of him. Goes too high. Yeah. Just needs to chop him down a bit there. I mean, I mean that's hard work. That yeah, but it still is, he's it did is a, hard work. they definitely didn't play well, but didn't play well enough. But it it's that that is. I mean, I, I really think that is a serious defeat. I know it's only the Barbars, but that's a serious defeat. You're playing against a team that were boozing until Thursday and had three training sessions together, most of whom have never met, some of whom don't speak a lot of English, and they have torn England to pieces at Twickenham. Torn them to pieces. What I will say is this Barbas team, they're still a professional outfit, right? They're still aligned with clubs. They're still fit. They wouldn't have spent much time together, but there's not a lot of pressure on them. They, You can see that. You know, They hardly kicked anything. Mm. You know, They weren't kicking ball out of their own 10-metre uh, 22. They were just trying to run everything, and it worked. And... Mate, similar with the England team, right? When are that? When has that team played together? You know, they would have had yeah. a couple of weeks together. Um, it's a Barbars game as well, so you're, try, you're entering into the spirit of the Barbars game. You're not treating it like a Test match, like a, a Six Nations game. You're, you're out there to try things, to try combinations, to see if they work, to to go out and I don't know, like express yourself a bit and and do something that you wouldn't necessarily do in a Test match. So, although they were heavily defeated and there should be some warning signs about possibly systems and individual errors it's still a bit of an exhibition match so I wouldn't get too worked up about it don't tell me not to get worked up alright <laughs> I still I still reckon England could go out and do some damage in South Africa oh yeah I still don't think they're going to get 3 nil out there no I, I think there's a I think England are in with a shot of winning that series I really you look do. at the bench as well right you've got Fekitoa McAllister <laughs> Joe Takori Laidlaw yeah Scored a try. Ridiculous. Like we did a in our little. Um, sorry, car alarm was going off. Me. I closed that. That's too much. We shouldn't have to deal with that. That's better. Um, but in our little um, corporate suite afterwards, we had Elliot Daly and Ben Youngs come up and they after the game and they were for a chat. They were brilliant, really good guys. And um, I said to I said to them lads, when you, you know when you're like fifteen and you run out against someone really big in your school team and it's like oh he's massive, they're massive. Did you run out against the bar? You see the Barbars team get announced. You look at their bench and you think, "Oh, for Christ's sake!" And they were like, "Mate, Malachi Fekatoa could make the first team." Then we were like, "Well, you know, yeah, that's going to be hard work." Radrajai's out there. That's going to be really hard work. Josh Matavesi, he was brilliant, wasn't he? At twelve, he was absolutely brilliant. I thought he had a great game, best I've ever seen him play. Makes an outside break as well. Outside break, Trinder does Trinder. But he's one of, maybe it's one of those outside breaks because he's genuinely quicker than people think. Also, maybe one of those outside breaks because no one expects him to try and make one because he's no, 105 I so. kilos. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's that quick. I think he's sharp enough. But it's all footwear, mate. All yeah. you got to do is get someone to plant. Get someone to plant. Yeah. You, you're on the outside of it. And when you're big, people plant quicker because they're worried about making a big impact. Yeah, because you've got to chase with your feet as well. You can't just use your arms to tackle mm. someone big. You know, you have to drive forward. Um, mate, I do it to people in touch all the time. Oh God, I bet you do. Uh, but it was yeah I mean I know England scored a few good tries I thought Piers Francis looked good he's a, he's a yeah, tough yeah he had a lovely like angle for one, for one of his tries I thought he looked really good I, like, I just like the way he, I like how hard he is because he's not a huge guy but I think he looks big nose in him as well big nose but he looks tough yeah, he, made, he made a couple of big tackles as well properly yeah. drove him back um, Neil Evans on Twitter he's got a question for us guys um, are the likes of Sexton and Farrell now becoming too football like in the way they attempt to ref the game yes uh, um, so one of the one of the issues was um, Johnny Sexton was hit quite high by Scott Williams. James Davis then comes over the top and ends up clobbering Says him hello. a little bit. But for me, that wasn't a penalty. Um, 
it was I, I don't think the tackle was high enough he gets hit hard he loses the ball he's upset um, he milks a little bit he's then having a go at Scott Williams on the way back he ends up getting a penalty they end up kicking it to touch they end up scoring yeah I, I mean I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge but it worked uh, is what is, yeah, is the point I know I'm a huge admirer of Sexton and Farrell and as blokes as well as players but I I just it's not just them I think the remonstrating to referees has really got to be looked at because this is this is literally how it started with football this is how it starts it doesn't just go from 0 to 100 overnight this is how it starts so the answer is not just those two, but I think remonstrating to referees should be but clamped the, down on. You know, the the higher class player you are, probably the more respect that um, a referee will have to you and for you. Yeah, but you can you can wander over and have a chat with the ref and say, "Mate, can you have a quick look at this?" Or I thought that you know you can have a chat with the ref. You don't have to be shouting at refs and no. all the histrionics that go with it and remonstrations that go with it. I don't like that. Did you watch Champions? No. <sighs> Liverpool, yeah. I saw I saw the poor keepers' errors. I saw the goals and the errors. Oh, poor bloke. I didn't say this, but my mate said match fixing. No. Okay. Crying his eyes. I said no. I said that. He wasn't crying, mate. I don't care what. He was not crying. Um, There was no tears. He was trying to cry. He was probably trying to think like dead puppies or relatives that passed away. He was not crying. Okay, all right. I didn't look. I didn't look as closely as you. He was pretending to cry. Was he? Yeah. He just had his. He had his shirt above his nose. Um, he will live with those errors for the rest of his life. The terror. Like, the first one, can't believe what he was doing. Um, Bale's goal, the, sec- the oh. second goal, right? The overhead kick. Oh, he, stop. Right, he dives, the keeper dives. He doesn't even stretch his arms out to try and touch the ball. He just leaves it, lets it go into the corner. Like, he, I don't think he would have got it anyway, but he, his arms are not stretched. So he's diving. He hasn't even got his arms out to try and yeah, but he knows. tap it. He knows. Possibly he knows, but put your arms out, mate. At least give yourself a chance. And then the third one. That's goalkeeper. You thought being a goalkeeping coach? I've done a bit of goalkeeping before in charity matches, mate. You always, you always stick your arms out, don't you? They're scared of me. Are they? Yeah, dominating at the back. Yeah. Like a Rottweiler, but bigger <laughs> and harder. Whiter. Um, <laughs> and like a Pyrenean mountain dog. <laughs> and then the third. He's gone, mate. I couldn't. I couldn't look at him. If I if I was um, Klopp, I could not look at him every day in training. I'd just be like that. There he is. That's the bloody bugger that lost us the Champions. You are. We've got no compassion in you. That's your problem. You're so black and white. I'm not a perfectionist, mate. That's all. Um, I did. Gareth Bale say after the game or something he's open for offers because he can't get in the team at yeah. Real. He thought that he should have started. Yeah, he should. Yeah. Um, Bet Ronaldo wasn't happy though. Because Gareth Bale got the headlines. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sergio Ramos, jeez. I mean, great player, probably a great captain, but I, I just cannot like him. He's a chop. I cannot like him. He's a ch- like, on the field, on the field, he's a chop. You know, you just have to get close when he falls down. Yeah. Like, if if someone said to me, DHL or one of the big guys, do you want to come and do a corporate? event with Sergio Ramos in Monaco say I'd say no would you yeah I'd, I'd do it no I mean I'd, would no I wouldn't I'd, I'd, I'd do, do it, it and I'd say hey chief let's have a look at this what are you diving for chief I would do I'd like pinch him behind the arms and stuff to well see. he'd like object to it and I'd say he's, I'm not doing this interview oh you dick I'd do like stuff me. like that see if he went down on the floor just pinch him on the arms yeah. and stuff. but if he if he tried to walk out of my interview I'd say I'm gonna I'm gonna attack you and it's a great name though isn't it 
Sergio Ramos. Yeah, yeah, whenever anything's busy, I always say it's Sergio Ramos. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Or Juan Day. Ramos. Different different guy. It's his brother. Um. Okay, so that's probably about it, isn't it, for the whole of the season? What's been your highlight, mate? Uh. Probably getting my new car in November. The um, SVR. Mm. What about on the field? Oh, I've driven it on fields. Um, oh gosh, Tommy. Um, oh, do you have any? Oh, you put me on the spot now, haven't you? Haven't you? Lost for words. David Flatman, lost for words. I think John Arfoa's offload I knew for Gloucester against Bath at the wreck. Okay. My highlight of the season. That's just that's ingrained in your long-term memory from a Channel Five link you've done. Because I liked it, that's why it's my okay, okay. Yeah, What's your highlight the season? Um, I think it would have to be um, Garth Anscombe's kick in the final, in yeah. the Challenge Cup final against okay. Gloucester, um, to nail the win. Okay, good stuff. Um, um, now we know that. Who's the, who does har- who's the hardest player you've played against, mate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sport Francois Peanut at the weekend at the Prem final. Did you see him? Frankie Peanuts was there. You know oh. what he said? He said, hey, Flatsy, where's Shanks? Shut up. He didn't. Oh. <laughs> Unlucky boy. Oh. <laughs> I said, you remember Shanks? He said, no, who? I don't remember you, mate. Terror. No, that would have been good, wouldn't it? Terror. That would have been good. Um, He was on good form, actually. Jeez, he looks fit. He looks big and fit, you know, and healthy. Really? And yeah, well, I mean, he would be, would do, wouldn't he? Frankie Peters. He was an athlete, that's for sure. He was a Lashley. If you remember one game... Because this could be it, mate. This could be it. We've got to give something back. If you can remember one game that stands out in your memory, just briefly, quickly, not the twelve-minute answer. What what would it be? Leinster beating Exeter at Sandy no Park. that you've played in. Oh, what? There's one game from your career that stands out. Oh God, three all against Toulouse at the Rec. Was it really? Mm. Again, it stands out for the right reasons. Can we not buying into this enough? Okay. Argentina, England, Buenos Aires, 2002. Yes. We still have Phil Christopher's. That's right. Yours? Yeah. Um, probably just dominating the whole game from start to finish um, against Ireland in 2005 at the Millennium Stadium. Did you have to watch what you were when you were a player? And did to watch what you ate? And didn't even get man of the match because Brian Moore gave it to Dwayne Peel. That's why I've never really liked Dwayne Peel. Did you, did you train every day when you played? Uh, no, not every day. Probably you're probably talking five days a week. I'd Who's train. your best roommate? Um, well, back in the day, I reckon it'd probably be Mike Phillips. Oh yeah, yeah. what was that? Um, because when I was in the room, he was out the room, and when he was in the room, I was in the wardrobe watching. <laughs> uh, that's not. That wasn't a laugh. That's a cough. You should be arrested. Um, it's a joke. Um, right, everyone. See you. See one you last, either. One last question. I just want to know one last thing. No. One see you next thing. season, guys. Like, no. See you next season. Okay. I'm going now. Okay. Goodbye. I'm starving. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.